Black Lodge. It's Rants After Dark with your host, Brandon A. Lane. Tonight is the inaugural edition of Rants After Dark, and joining me is my good buddy and yours, Fat Tony. No, no, no. It's Drunk Tony right now. We're, we are, I'll let Brandon introduce the movie, but we're watching a movie that you have no business watching sober. Nobody does, and I don't plan to. Well, uh, neither do I. So what are you going to do? is you're going to queue up your copy of Hard Rock Zombies on DVD, Blu-ray, VHS, Laserdisc, digital or otherwise. I'm actually going to leave a a comment down in the description of a link that where you can watch it on YouTube, and that will probably be the best version uh, that you're going to get. Don't spend money on this movie unless you're an avid collector. It's great for all the wrong reasons. Well, it's getting released on Blu-ray soon, so I'll be upgrading. So, of what does that you will. what does that say about me? That you're a collector and a gentleman of taste. But if you just want to listen along with us, uh, feel free to. But just remember, you don't have to watch the movie with us. You get to watch the exactly. movie with us. So, what you're going to do is you're going to cue your movie up, and the first thing you're going to see is a stretch of highway with a tunnel coming up. And uh, once you have that queued up, I'm going to count down three, two, one. Play now. See, this scene is a metaphor for their love of underage groupies and how they love ramming their love rocket in that. <laughs> and it, you come through to enlightenment to see that you know. Well, that's a double entendre. Exactly. See, you've, you've, you've came through the darkness and into the light because exactly. it's a, it's a awake, an awakening moment for a, for a young for a young uh, female. Okay, I do have to say real quick for everybody who had the. Go through the hassle of subscribing to the RSS feed and everything like that. I, personally and only me, would like to offer a consolation prize. Anybody who would, anybody 18 and above who would like to be sent a dick pic by me, Fat Tony, <laughs> I will gladly send you one. I'm not guaranteeing it will be mine, but there's like an 80% chance if it's a good hanging day, I will send you a picture of my dick. You know, fair enough. That's I it. keep it sexy here after dark. After dark, where you can see Fat Tony's dick <laughs> for the low, low price of zero point zero zero. Except you, fat fuck Scott. <laughs> fuck you. you You'll never pay. see his. You dick. have to pay. I'm not saying never. Never say never. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's talk. Little a, people. Let's talk a little bit about the technical info before we get into the movie. Um, Hard Rock Zombies was released September of 1985. I don't even have an, an exact date as we have a young lady on the on the shores pulling her skirt off. Hot damn. Well, we're keeping it set. We're keeping to the words Rants After Dark from the jump, you know. <laughs> what do you think the budget on this movie was? I'm going to say a quarter million dollars. Uh, not available. Not available. <laughs> um, what do you think IMDb has this movie ranked at? Uh, they, they it's two out of ten. Four point four out of ten. Did, is there a Google user rating? Uh, there is, uh, but before we get to oh. that, uh, what do you think Rotten Tomatoes has it at? Oh God, twenty. Not available. Not available. <laughs> I get that. The I audience understand. score, however, is fifty-five percent. It's rotten, but it's almost fresh. Well, you know what? It, this is a, a good, fun movie, 
as we watch a naked woman drown a man for no reason with no context yet at all while two little people, one of them in a monster man's mask, dances in glee. You know, <laughs> that's the kind of movie to hear at Rants After Dark. You know, we we plan on... We made lists and choices, and we're going to pick it random, and this was chosen at random, but these are movies that we would never cover. I don't think Brandon would ever cover in his official... I, I would only... I would have only done a retrospective of this if I could get an interview with somebody. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, they're more cult films. They're so bad, they're good. I mean, we've got some good movies on No, the there list. are definitely some of... Uh, one of my choices I'm especially proud of. And we severed a hand. I wanna hold your hand. Boom, boom, boom. boom now boom, we're rocking. Boom, 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 boom. All right, uh, what do you think the Google users rank Hard Rock Zombies at? 65. 82%. You know what, Google users, I'm gonna do a half shot to you because <laughs> part of the point of this is that we're extra drunk. And yeah, right now we got the the titular Hard Rock Zombies pre-zombie form rocking out. Um, at like some local bar and grill or something very tiny. Well, when was the last time you have seen this movie? Uh, 2011, when you'd come over shortly after my dad died and we'd watch like this. And there's another day we watched Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Oh, God, fuck. We gotta put it's that been on. a decade. That's got to be on the list. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter is... Starring Phil Caracas. Yes, has one of the greatest plots I've ever heard for a vampire movie. And the ending, I'm not lesbian, I'm bi, is one of the greatest little end-of-the-movie stingers ever. Jesus teams up with the Luchador. <laughs> and he gets some of that bi-poon. Alright, so... A little little context uh, about uh, why this movie was. This was one of my choices. Although when we when I first uh, gave you the idea of like you throw in five movies, I throw in five movies. This was instantly something you said. So we were both on <laughs> yeah. both in a accordance. Uh, so like this is a movie we had to cover. So it's kind of nice that this was the first one that uh, ended up being chosen. Uh, this movie was written by a gentleman named David Allen Ball, and it was directed by a gentleman by the name of Krishna Shaw. Uh, neither one of them have had very successful careers. Really? This is like, I hold this up there with Citizen Kane of zombie heavy metal Hitler-themed movies. Uh, as far as like uh, the pantheon of like So Bad It's Good movies, uh, that might be an apt description, to be honest with you, because this is one of my go-to like favorite So Good It's Honestly, Bad movies. Honestly, like, no joke, if I had a list of So Bad It's Good movies, this is easily top five every time. Of course... And it's just okay. because it's so bizarre. The Room is number one in name only. Me and Brandon appreciate the, the the genius and artistic merit of Tommy Wiseau's Room. And I don't believe that's on either of one of our lists. But maybe that can be like a season finale. Or we have to eventually... I, I, I would say that like it's very possible. We it'll do be the in the room. future. But it's also one of those movies that's like, what can you say about it that no one has already said? This is a little underappreciated. Yeah, you need, like, if you like So Bad It's Good, outlandish plot, exploitation craziness, this is a movie that you probably haven't seen, but you need to. Now, we're going to do our best uh, to keep track of uh, Fat Tony's hit list and uh, Stink Getty's titty tally we'll as we... We'll count them as we go. 
as we go along, but... Uh, she wasn't just topless there, was she? The original... She, you didn't see nipple, so I'm so not... So it doesn't count. I'm not going to count yeah. that. I think there is nudity later oh, on. Oh, there is. So we'll, we'll, try, we'll do our best to keep that uh, in order. Um, let's talk a little bit about how this movie came came to be. There's I don't really, even know. I'm excited to hear. There's really not a lot of information about this movie. However, it is finally receiving a Blu-ray edition uh, very soon. So hopefully there'll be some supplemental information. Oh, we got some good mail, semi-nudity, good bulges. <laughs> we saw some man ass. You know, the ladies need something too. Oh, Look yeah. how they keep like... Blocking out his his wiener very effectively. If, if you oh that that is oh, the, the, the mastery. This is uh, uh fucking a... Austin Powers level of yes. uh, blocking nudity. Um, yeah, but uh, the problem with these these gentlemen is that yeah they put it out there on display for the ladies, but if you are past eighteen years old, they might not be interested. Uh, sadly, hashtag you know. problematic. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the um, from page to screen. Um, Originally, Hard Rock Zombies was only meant to be about 20 minutes of footage. And to be honest with you, there's about 20 minutes of usable footage in this movie. <laughs> I with agree. A, with a whole uh, autograph and ass. Very, very rock and roll. That girl, the, some of these girls are probably too old for him. That's why he's uninterested. That's uh, a bra, no counting. Sign my two days away from being 18 titties. Too old. Anyway, page of screen. Besides cocaine, what made this movie come into being? So it was going to be like a 20-minute feature, and it was going to be exclusively a movie within a movie, this film from 1985 called American Drive-In, which is directed by Krishna Shah. That's the other thing he's known for. And uh, it was supposed to be like a zany sex comedy about these people at a at a drive-in, and the movie they were there to watch was Hard Rock Zombies. And, uh, oh, we have the introduction of Cassie. Who this, is underage. The actress is probably over 18. I, I did everything I could to find out how old she actually is. And um, she looks like she's maybe 14. She looks like 14, but 80, she's probably 19-year-old actress, just so they could sign off on permits and paychecks. And oh, do, you, easier. Do, you th do you think this is a movie? They, they might have paid them in cocaine. Um, and I'll get to it later on, but we have, uh, some, really like one fairly well-known actor who went by a pseudonym in this movie because this was not a, uh, uh what do they call it? Uh, this isn't something you want on your resume. Uh, no, what I'm trying to think of like, it's not a, a union, not a, not a union, not a union project. But uh, the the footage they shot for this, uh, you know, the key scenes that were supposed to be shown on the drive-in screen, they were, like, impressed. Like, oh, fuck. They're like, this is the movie we should be making. So they allocated a little bit of more money, and they decided to make the movie within the movie a full-length feature um, to varying degrees of success. You know, I, I some people will say this is the worst thing they've ever saw, and others will be uh, is, regaled with a good time. This is concentrated genius right here. So, uh, Fat Tony, if you'd be so kind, why don't you read the description or the synopsis of Hard Rock Zombies from the back of the DVD case? Their their farewell concert is to die for. Jesse and his band are just a nice little heavy metal band playing clubs until they break into the big time. When Cassie meets them backstage to warn them away from playing in Grand Gingal, which is hilarious, we'll, we'll discuss Grand uh, Gingal because the parents minute. don't want the kind of that kind of influence on their children. They take it in stride. It's all part of the game. 
After rehearsing for the gig, though, they are all brutally killed by a sadistic family of freaks. (laughs) <laughs> led by none other than Adolf Hitler. Well, how are they going to be zombies unless they die? Well, I would also the, the the revelation that it's Hitler. Adolf Hitler. That is a spoiler. When Hitler comes out of hiding and his minions start sacrificing local townspeople to satisfy their lustful desires, the band rise from the dead at the request of Cassie to stop the murders and put the living dead to rest by rocking one final time. Rated R for nudity in adult situations. Violence should also be put on there. If you're going to put that on the back of your box with half a quotation, I don't know. What, what, what is the quotation? If you like this movie, check out these other blue laser films. American Drive-In, Funland, and Fast Food. Oh, yeah. But Funland is directed by Michael A. Simpson, who also directed the original Sleepaway Camp. It stars Bobcat Goldthwaite, who is a disgruntled employee at a, an amusement park, oh. and he goes, like, all, you know, DC Sniper on the fucking place. Great movie. So, um, the gist of this movie is that uh, this rock band you know they're they're wanting to you know make it and they're they're going to be eventually playing a an audition for some you know recording big wigs but they're going to make a stop in grand Guignol. uh the the town grand Guignol is a reference to the theater grand Guignol, uh which was a theater in paris france that existed from 1897 to 1962 so they they held in there for yes. quite a while uh this theater specialized in like the macabre and tattoo productions so it was kind of like taboo you said tattoo did i do tattoo tattoo taboo <laughs> production so it's kind of like the first horror theater yeah oh and they're extremely practical graphic and they kind of led the way into practical horror fx for yeah, our modern movie makers. That, that they did now the the writer of this movie which was a collaborative effort between the director krishna shah and David Allen Bell. And the gods. Or David Allen. David Allen Ball. Yes, and, and the gods. Yeah, yeah. Specifically Loki, who's a, yeah, just a mischief, mischievous bastard. Here's um, your jar of piss, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that they were, like, really smug and proud of themselves for having wrote a, a Grand yes. reference in there? Yes, I, I guarantee you they were very smug. But you know, our movie is clever. Our movie's clever. We're we're running back and forth. We're look at us having fun, God. Yeah, he'll kick. This is how people had. It looks like they're holding up traffic like a bunch of assholes. Now the the song that they played at the uh, at the <laughs> at the at the concert um, is this. This is uh, called. Hold on. This is called. Give me a second. I've got it in my notes. Sexy this is, this, this song is called "It Don't Come Easy." But the song they played at the very first uh, concert part that was called "Shake It Out." Both of these songs are really catchy, and um, the only review that I found of note about this movie, which I'll read real quick as soon as I can, as I can find it, it's atrocious, but in an enjoyable way, except for the music, which is not enjoyable in any way. That comes from Michael W. Phillips, who's a a, a reviewer. I actually kind of like the music in this movie. I mean, it is very, I get very why it's dated. bad, but it's dated and catchy. And, you know, they're skateboarding down sidewalks because they're rebels. You know? 
My panties are getting wet right now <laughs> just watching them. I am. I have a very moist vagina. So I, I like these random insert shots of guys staring yeah, on because uh, they're jealous because they will never have that kind of machismo. That they just repeat over and over. Yeah, it's again. the same three guys. Do 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 do. This uh, this backdrop that they have uh, of where the look at that uh, good mime. That's actually legitimately good mime work. Maybe that's what he went on to do after. I hope so. After he has his film mm. career. By the way, like I dare you to find out any of the characters' names other than Jesse because um, they're not listed. I, I, they never I, say it. What's they, the band name? Good, said? good question. I don't have a fucking clue. Um, for years, for years, I thought this band was called Silent Rage because of a combination of like the person who actually does the music. But no, Silent Rage was an actual band, uh, which was uh, Paul <laughs> Sabu was a part of, and we'll talk about him a little later on. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what the band is, is called. Uh, they did a very, very poor job of explaining all that. But this, this, uh, this, painting with the heads cut out that they have right here yes. that they're they're shooting a music video in this town of people who don't want them there they keep going back to and the it, same three guys and and i guess it's supposed to be a music video even though he's using a like an slr like you know like camera. polaroid camera uh, he, yeah he's not using a slr that's super long range he's using a regular nikon or you know canon film i've given him the benefit of the doubt no no that's a very my dad was a photographer that's a very basic still framed now, Ca now, Cassie's father is uh, very trepidatious about his interactions with this rock band, even though he literally just came from a bar. Like, how you can day drink and not want to fuck underage children like that? Piece he's not. Of shit. He's not concerned about his daughter fucking an older rock star. He's concerned about the fact that rock music is being a degrading force in his town that's named after a horror theater in France. And and then became a style, a stylistically stylistic choice of like Stuart Gordon's Reanimator is very Grand Guignol. I can't remember how to say. There's actually we're both saying it wrong because yeah. I've heard it. Well, I'm not French and fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Only French I like is them fries and the toast. No, no, we call them freedom fries now. <laughs> freedom toast. No, freedom toast. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. <laughs> well, I just you know, if you're gonna just replace French with these motherfuckers, you can't eat you can't eat maple syrup on Freedom They're... Toast, even though that's from North America. <laughs> if it's not if it if it's not sourced if it's <laughs> if it's not sourced uh, from America, lock them up. Yeah, they get locked up in in a in a in a jail with bars big enough that I could climb through. Th this in is a window. This is like a fucking stockade. It's a barn. There's yeah, hay in the floor. This is a fucking barn. Um, they have no respect for uh, for rights in Grand Guignol. Yeah, they're they're they're. Thanks, Obama. I should buy it. <laughs> I'm actually fairly liberal. So, um, the the cancel. Yeah, way to go, cancel culture. The, the... Another victim of cancel culture. <laughs> this this is where it began. <laughs> They could, they were, they couldn't handle the uh, the realness. The, I mean, like this. Oh, and then like Cassie, Cassie, uh, you know, is there to you know to help them I'll out? I'll give but. this movie credit for one thing. At least the girl portraying an underage girl in a romantic almost because they never fuck in the movie, 
But it's implied dude, that he dude, wants to. But here's he the, comes back for the dead. Here's the thing that's... I think, actually think it's worse. They don't they, show her titties, at least. No, they don't. But I actually think it's worse because this is shown in a romantic light rather than in, like, oh, I'm a rock band. And Romeo gonna... and Juliet's considered one of the greatest romances ever, and they're, like, 15 and 13. Yeah, but they're they're of a similar age range, not a thirty five year old man and a fourteen year old. Twenty nine at the oldest. No, <laughs> at no, this, this dude this dude He had pubes when she was born, character <laughs> speaking wise. And that's you know, that's a good rule of thumb. If they're if you're over eighteen and they're over eighteen, either way, if you had pubes when they were born, don't fuck them. Uh, Eight of, years. Speaking of fucking, we've got the man who turns out to be Hitler, who looks like like James Doohan, who was Scotty from Star sweet Trek. Titties, he's rocking, man. <laughs> he does oh, look man. like Jay. He does look like Scotty. Um, and uh, Ava Braun here <laughs> is sensually uh, uh, rubbing his flabby chest. This is mm, fucking can't disgusting. Help sweet this is hot. Like, I don't like, you don't know fuck what Fuck that look. belly button. Let your kids watch. Let the boy watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love how the one little person has an eye patch and then they totally monster makeup, mask, and glove the other one. Yeah. Was he not... You know, the, the, the little person in the eye patch is the biggest star in the movie. Was, well, let's yeah. actually talk about our cast. The, the, the lady you see at the opening credits who... Uh, drowns the guy and cuts the the hand off of the other fella. Um, by the best accounts, because I it, it is not very clear, this character is named Elsa, which makes sense because Elsa of she will yeah because of uh, not spelled the same way. Uh, or uh, this is uh, that's a. Uh, the exploitation movie. Yeah, that's uh, Ilsa. 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 This is Ilsa. this is Elsa. Either way, it's still a German-sounding name. Although, uh, when you get to the credits for the soundtrack, the song that corresponds to their scene is called Angela's First Victim. And then I've also seen it written as Angel's First Victim. So, is it Angela? Is it Angel? Or is it Elsa? It doesn't fucking matter. The answer is yes, because continuity, plot, character, these are not important things to this movie. But, uh, by... By best account, I can figure out that character is named Lisa Toothman. Has not done shit in acting. Big surprise. Look at those fucking eyebrows. I'm sorry, I just saw that. Look at her. Well, yeah, we're talking now lustfully after the blonde legal adult murderer. Lisa Toothman, who kind of resembles Melanie... uh, Isn't her Melanie Kinnaman? Or I might be misremembering uh, from part five, the woman who plays Pam. Yeah, she does look I like can Pam. See that. However, now we have Jesse and Cassie, two inch thick eyebrows, getting finger blasted in sitting, a fucking abandoned truck. Sitting in an abandoned truck, where we're probably the 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 residents go to finger blast each There's other. There's like eight hundred different DNA samples of various teenage boy to a dirty old man semen on those seats are sitting on. Some of the best dialogue I don't know if it's actually in this scene or if it's in another scene. Can you re- turn on subtitles so we can kinda of comment on that when it's great? I don't have a fucking clue out of here. You figure that out while I while I'm right. while I'm talking. But um Jesse makes a comment of something along the lines of you're neat and that's his, that's his fucking fuck line. I don't even think this thing has a, 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 a subtitle option. And it probably does Yeah, really, because there's a button, subtitle. Oh, well. Oh, well. But you don't need dialogue. He does tell her she's neat, and that's all it takes. 
Because because now she's you could drown a toddler in her panties or in her during a preschool in her panties yeah, right she's now. not even wearing panties she's wearing like fucking she's wearing like underoos because she's so fucking young like wonder woman underoos <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say dora the explorer but that didn't exist back then oh whatever the equivalent of linda carter car is it linda, linda carter yeah wonder, wonder woman, woman. underoos yeah gross here we go back to the little people let's talk it, it, yeah, this is this is uh them they're they're going to meet a little later on a bitter end from their where they're where they're practicing. Able. Oh yeah. Um, but this is just a weird. This is a weird environment. Uh, Why would they to, be to practice ever? in? Well, it, on top. I know they're on practicing. Of, but... I know, but like. If you're practicing, you're probably not going to want to practice outside because yeah. you want to get like you the wanna, interior you, acoustics. Yeah, you want to tune your stuff for you know like where. I mean, is the plan that they're going to play a, a fucking concert for this man? He loves and his woman, woman though. Who he ends? loves him. He loves her. You know, you can say what there are a lot of things to be said bad about Hitler, <laughs> and all of them, even if you make them up, are true. Hey, babe. But she the, really does look like Millie Kim. She does, but you know he loves his. That's Dirk Benedict. From the eighteen. Oh my God! What? It's not, but he, okay. he does look like you, you threw me for. <laughs> um, Jesse, uh, who who is the lead singer, bass player for this unnamed band, who are now now playing a song that he had to have written in the past twenty minutes of having met this girl, um, called Cassie, which uh, will be a re occurring uh, motif in the film and then later the other Springsteen that's not Bruce knows about his girl and writes a song Jesse's girl based on Cassie oh I'm reaching it's, yeah, but it's not Bruce Springsteen it's Joe I don't that's, know that's uh, Rick Springfield Rick Springsteen Springfield Springfield I yeah Rick yeah. Springsteen yeah Bruce Springsteen and Rick Rick Springfield, and Springfield. whatever Je- I'm just making a Jesse's girl joke I have a lot to say about this song, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for for when it really comes into play. Um, but our our lead singer is uh, played by E.J. Curse. Uh, he's he's had a few credits here or there, but not really a, a substantial career. Some soap operas and uh, a couple. <laughs> hold of, on, hold on. The band's getting killed now. And the 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 jubilation of Hitler to to fucking electrocute this rock band. Um, not How really does a, the drummer get electrocuted? Is what I want to know. <laughs> Maybe they have his uh, drums mic'd. He's still not in contact with them. Um, that is a form. Those steps are made of a stone that is a, con- like a, a conductor. conductor. Uh, there, there is a there's trace. Uh, they they ran it in this. By was... the way, you can see the fucking boom mic there. Yeah. Uh, so the, America. They didn't get killed, but they uh, that was the uh, first attempt on their life. And now we have a town hall meeting to kind of discuss the power of statutory rape kept Jesse alive. <laughs> but it, it's just funny that, like, I mean, we're so far past this, uh, but then again, at the same time, we're not. But, like... The, the fear of, like, music corrupting kids. I remember, like, you said, went to the concert when Rob Zombie got moved from Johnson City to Knoxville because yeah. of protesters. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's... Uh, I've gone to... I have... 
if protesters were polite at every Ozfest I went to, because every one of them had protesters, I was polite. When they were rude, I was ruder. Um, it was bad because I had no filter. But you know, I was like Fuck even then. Fuck you, Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, Belch, you fuck! I, I, I wish hell was real so he could be burning there. <laughs> My favorite thing was uh, when they picketed. Uh, I want to say it was San Diego Comic Con, or it was a big convention, and they had their signs. They're very awful hate speech signs of you know God hates the f word, derogatory yeah. term for homosexuals, but. But there's a guy dressed like Bender that says kill all humans and that dude stood with them to mock them the entire time. That's that's the that's great dedication. Stuff. But um this was probably around the time that uh, Oh, Satanic Panic 85 86. Yeah, yeah. This totally right in the midst of the Satanic Panic. But uh when when was it that they did the the whole PMRC uh testifying Congress and all that with uh Between Dean 83 and 85. So, uh, you know, John Denver you know, the most inoffensive person ever. John goes, Denver, Frank Zappa, and D. Snyder. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, and it was supposed to be uh, Blackie Lawless from Wasp. and uh, by, He was too busy fucking like a beast. Yeah, the, true. That, he, that day, he was indeed fucking from noon to midnight like a beast <laughs> and, and could not arrange it in his uh, his daily routine. But he was going to be there, but I think his like counsel actually talked him out of doing it, and that's how D. Snyder got brought and, aboard. But it's just, it's funny that, like, um, as recently, Little Nas X. Hey, the, man, the, I'm all about him. I love his tweets. Like, I hope this video makes you mad. And all the fear and anger I felt as a child you gave towards me. It would be great if he made good music. Uh, yeah, you know what? The chorus line to that song, the, the hook to that song is catchy. And he pisses off, like, the Christian conservatives, you know, riding Satan's dick. Literally a, a gay black pop star who loves cowboys. Who, and did, they, who tricked all country fans into liking him who, for a minute. Who gives the devil a fucking lap dance. That's great. I just wish that rock and roll still had some fucking oomph. And at like, I guess probably the, the closest thing we have now is Ghost. But they're really... They've been embraced. They're fun. Yeah. They've been embraced and they're not feared. And really, like... Ghost needs to shit on a Bible or something to, like, piss <laughs> off the Christians. What? Who was the... Probably Manson was probably the last uh, person. And I'm... Sick abuser. I'm not a Manson fan. I never really have been. Uh, there's some songs here or there. That are but... okay. In the 90s, everybody was like, oh, he's so satanic and evil. I grew up listening to... Black metal and yeah. death metal, and I'm like, he's nothing. No, that that's uh, fucking uh, that's sh uh, showbiz Satanism. You know yeah, what I, mean? I listened to the band Deicide a lot when <laughs> I was younger. Um, but I, I I love his fucking hat. The like the little, you know, this guy. He kind of reminds me of the guy with the straw hat. He kind of yeah. reminds me of the the creepy dude in Troll Two. That that like milk yeah. is the devil's drink. Who was legitimately insane. Oh, but I, I just think it's interesting that uh, we've come so far, but at the same time, like, if someone is still able to get people riled up about, you know, uh, the perversions of the music industry, 
But this band is just not. It's like the opening scene of, of Walk Hard, the opening music number in Walk Hard when he's singing a song about holding hands and everybody's so outraged. You want to know who hold, has hands? Yeah, the devil, and he uses them for holding. That's that's pretty much. That'll come up later. Fairly oh, soon, we oh, need to do it. Foreshadowing. I to take your take your shot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have I right now have a blue slushy mixed with four shots of Jack Daniels and, and uh, I'm just doing shots like it's fucking candy. chased by Code Red Mountain Dew. Yeah, because I'm an adult. We're gonna do this shot to the devil. <laughs> Hell, Satan. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh God, that almost <laughs> shot me in my chaser. <laughs> uh, so. um... Cassie is played by an actress named Jennifer Coe, like like David Allen Coe, C O E. Um, I think I believe this may be her only acting credit. If she has another one, it's you know of it's poop porn, uh, poop porn, just like Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette would have suffered the fate had Nightmare Three not hit so successfully. Well, I we got to let him into the joke she's, a little she's bit. She's still done. She's still done poop porn. She's but, still, but for, she's, she's done poop play out of the new, love of the game. New, it's for non-profit poop yeah, play. Yeah, it's because she loves her man. Yeah. Well, but growing up, you know, in the Arquette clan and <laughs> the Hollywood cabal, um, it's it's just a it's just yeah. All they force them into all these satanic things and flesh man. I've been like here recently getting back into old satanic panic stories and just for amusement. Oh, uh, it's it's fat. You know, he really sucks at playing bass too. Um, this song is called "Raise the Dead." It's just the bass riff that reanimates. You know, this spider that he whacks with a. And it's a tarantula, which are not deadly spiders. Not gonna lie, if I was in a foreign place and a big ass spider, yeah, I'd hit me, it, but like. I I probably would have been more violent than than he is. Look, oh, uh, there's a hand. Now you can use it to jack off. <laughs> Did, I mean, wash the piss it's that it's in. It's dude, in a jar. Of all pit. right, real, real real story. Okay. Not a real story, but a real question. Uh, what was the it from Adam's uh, the hand from Adam's family thing. thing? Do you do you think do you think thing gave people hand jobs? I think he did, or finger blasted. That's that's fair. Well, hand we, I mean, is, I mean, uh, we, it's it's presumably a man's hand, uh, and no, no, no fucking judgment. I'm not going to gender ident- identify. It's a, <laughs> there are they them until I know differently. But you know, you got you got the index finger, well, but also in the middle to the, finger blast. Does does a hand have the ability to to know, like its thumb uh, is even, its dick clip. That's how you you touch its thumb, and it, it serves the function like if it's a male thing, then it uh, secretes semen under the nail, and if it's not, it's just a big old clip for its pleasure, and that's you know you go. We're 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 missing it. Uh, Ava, yeah, Ava Braun, who uh, spoiler is is a werewolf for yes unknown a wheelchair reasons. bound werewolf. They they don't why not? They don't explain it, and that's sort of what's great about it because like. Fuck narrative. It's just oh, a, oh we got an uh, ass. Let's see if we get the titty uh, tally. Turn around, bitch. <laughs> you lovely woman, you. <laughs> you are a bitch because you're 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 down with Hitler, so he can call you a bitch. I'm cool with that. 
Rub the soap. We gotta, we gotta be That's able to see. That's a shitty shower head. Look at that. Well, this is 1985, and they're and they're okay. You know they had water pressure. Oh 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 uh, nipples. Oh, there we go. Titty tally of one pair All so right. far. And uh, as far as the the killings, uh, we've lost two yeah, pairs. Yeah, I'm thinking it's There's like more it's like four right now. Somewhere like that. You have Ava Braun as a wheelchair bound werewolf. You don't have to count. And this dude is like, you know what? I'm gonna get my dick. Wet. Wait a minute! I was in the reverse shot. Was he clothed? And then in the insert shot, he was. He's no, he was. A, he was. Yeah. They, uh, that's no. The, he had a shirt on when he came in. Didn't are, he? are you sure? I, th- I'm I, thought, the, I thought the reverse shot was he, he him topless. Yeah. Well, as he came in, he had a shirt, yeah. but then the the shot of like from her perspective, he didn't have a shirt. But no, then that shirt. shirt I, but then no. but but then that shirt that sh- last shot he did. Now he just walks in with no kid, no, not asking for consent. Well, that's like it's cool. I mean, yes, that's is, how rock stars in the eighties did it. But you know, we're we're in a more enlightened time, and maybe he deserves it. Actually, all the the hard rock zombies, if they weren't up against Hitler, they deserve their fate. <laughs> but you know, you're up against Hitler, so I guess you're the good guy. So we have stab a motherfucker. So he's getting killed because he did sticks. not ask for permission. Exactly. You go, girl. Girl. And, hashtag girl boss. And <laughs> and 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 Jesse is very obviously a pedophile. Or at the he, he's a he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't gone all the way. But, but he's, that doesn't he's, negate the fact that he's, he's still gaslighting an underage <laughs> he's child. Grooming, he's fucking grooming. He's grooming. He's grooming her. So, uh uh-huh. And they have a good laugh about it. You know, it. whatever you say, they are Hitler's homies. They know how to, you know, have fun and bond. Hitler's homies should have been the sequel to this movie. <laughs> Hitler's homies is the movie we're now set to dude, make. It's dude, our destiny. Hitler's homies. Hitler's homies is the 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 nineties urban rap version of this movie that never existed. <laughs> Why? Oh, and now it's all mumble rap, so we couldn't even do it. It's Hitler's depressed. Oh no, it would whiny ha- rappers. It, it would have to be a uh, retro nineties an, an, an NWA uh, gangster rapper. You know, like very politically, you know, scare the scare the whitey so bad. But uh, intercut with what we're seeing right now is uh, people destroying their records. Hey, uh, and stuff. Werewolf Haver Braun who, with switchblades, two, two, two incredibly dull switchblades. <laughs> A random piece of flotsam flopping out. <laughs> no longer wheelchair bat. You know, it's like Team Wolf. You get better at sports and athleticism when you're in wolf form. Would would that like if you if you were enable physically? Wolf bitch has labia. <laughs> Benumps. <laughs> but if you were if you were uh, disabled and you became a werewolf, would would the werewolf? ability like help you would I mean it, if there's it, any justice in the yeah would it make you not disabled wheelchair bound while you're in wolf form because I mean obviously you're growing some kind of muscle mass yeah your your physical form is changing so I'm going to say for the benefit of them yes because that's just fucked up thing about a wheelchair bound werewolf it looks like or a vampire that's like you know all Stephen Hawkins and up that uh speaking of uh, weird whole bunch of random dead bodies from like there's like a spirit Halloween. There's a corpse like up chained to the wall, and there's one shot of the movie. It's already passed, but it looks just fucking like ET. Like they have yeah. ske- ET's skeleton like uh, plastered on the wall. ET didn't go home, kids. And then we have yeah, keep rocking out, you sexy slut. 
<laughs> and I'll call her slut and slut shame because, again, she associates with Hitler. That's true. I don't normally slut shame. You know, you take it, empower yourself with your sexuality. But also, if you're a Nazi or sympathize with Hitler, fuck you, you're a slut. <laughs> And and not in an empowering like. Uh, well, I'm going to drink the nipple. I'm going to drink like a third of a shot to, you know, taking charge of your sexuality, either gender or no gender or non-binary. As a 14 year old girl and a okay 35 year old man. No, if, if you're a 14 year old girl with a 14 year old boy, that's fine. You do you. I lost my virginity at 12 <laughs> to a 12 year old, so it's all good. In uh, fact, she is, was three months older than me. Oh, man, you were robbing the I was fucking robbing grave. The cr- <laughs> she was robbing the cradle. You she were robbing, was robbing the grave. The cr- she was rocking the cradle of love. I like a <laughs> weed whacker, which is a non-deadly instrument. It's not even the stump cutter from, like, no, that means, by, uh, it's Friday a, 7. It's is got it? a, it's got a, a bl- an actual blade? blade on it. Okay. It's like, like a tree limb cutter. Okay. But uh, this shot, or this sequence, rather, is very that does clearly, not have a blade. <laughs> Okay, okay, well, look that, at it. Oh, and yes, it does. It's just dark. The lighting's shitty. Yeah, th- this movie is desperate need for a 4K restoration. But this this sequence is very clearly day for night. Um, yes, and I hate day for night shots. Like, Hatchet is the only, because I didn't know that was day for night until you told me. Yeah, they, they went to great lengths That's to, one of the to only make that movies. movie look good. I mean, there's ways to do it, but... Nine times out of ten, like, it's going to look bad. All that light on the leaves isn't coming from the moon. <laughs> I mean, that's just a it's fact. Coming, that's the light of his love illuminating. For underage poon, that sick freak. And her fucking eyebrows. She just, she stopped because she had a cramp from her first period. This is very, this is clearly daytime there. He's been running a long time. So, uh, we're we're coming up on... What will be the the revelation of of this movie, and that's that the old man that they're using his house to, uh, not perform but uh, practice. practice at is not only a Nazi. Is he, but, to, is he supposed to be like Joseph Mengele or something? Uh, it's it's he's definitely a high ranking fucked up Nazi. So sure. I mean, if you're fucked up enough to have Slayer write a song about you, I'm going to say Joseph <laughs> No. he's not. This dude is definitely not cool no, enough for Slayer to write a song about that's you. That's true. He's, he's a lesser Nazi. He's Goebbels or some <laughs> bullshit like that. Are we ready to talk about movie Hitlers? We're, we're, we're about to. Uh, Hitler in this film, spoiler, is played by Jack Bleasoner. And Eva Braun, who is also a werewolf, is played by Susan Prevot. And um, uh, one of the actors of note of this film is a gentleman by the name of Richard Vidan. He plays the sheriff. Uh, you may recognize him from Terminator 2. He plays Detective Weatherby. Oh. But the big starring role of this film, as far as like notoriety, is uh, the the little person son with the eye patch Good. of Hitler is played by Phil Fondacaro, who was an Ewok in Return of the Jedi. Uh, he was... Um, He's a fucking Willow. He was in Willow. Uh, he was the troll in Troll. troll. Uh, 
uh, Sir Nigel and Ghoulies 2. Shout out to our uh, Project Louder brethren of uh, Associated Podcast, Ghoulies Unflushed, because they had Phil Fondacaro on a recent episode oh, talking about Ghoulies awesome. 2. Ghoulies 2 is one of my favorite childhood movies. We, anyway. we love Ghoulies and Ghoulies 2. I even like Ghoulies 3 and Ghoulies 4. Ghoulies 3 is bad. 4, I won't say I love, I like. It's directed by Jim Wynorski. Yes. So Jim it gets, a, it gets, yeah, a, it gets a, pass a pass for me. Um, he played one of the tall man's evil dwarves in Phantasm mm-hmm. 2. He was Ray Vernon in Dollman vs. Demonic Toys. And, most notably for the purposes of this whole diatribe, he was Vincent in Bordello of Blood with Dennis Miller, who was in Thank You for Smoking, which was directed by Jason Reitman, who was also <laughs> directing Ghostbusters Afterlife. You just got busted. You got double busted, because I like that you put it in the new Ghostbusters sense, but he's also the son of Ivan. That's, that's correct. So, But I'll, I'll give you props for doing the new one. Anyway, continue. So, here we have it. He's, oh my god. He's Hitler. Hitler. He, he has, he has the, uh, one of my favorite ridiculous movie lines. First California, then the world. Okay. And, and now everybody's, you know, kind He's of looking through the viewfinder her. with the blind, with the blind eye. But yeah, they're, they're throwing out their, you know, all the, the the Nazi uh, iconography and everything. This was only and, let's see, what year is this made? Eighty five. Eighty five. So it's probably shot in eighty four. So it's like thirty year. Wait, hold on. I gotta do my math. Fifteen to get to two thousand, then twenty, or it is thirty one years too early for two thousand sixteen. And who was president then? Oh, uh, bringing politics ups. in. <laughs> I just wanted to hit. You know, Trump's a fascist. So I wanted to. Um, to <laughs> because because of this, I thought it would be funny if like we would each list off our top five favorite movie and or entertainment related Hitlers. So let's do like we'll do you do five, I do five, we'll All go right. that way back and forth. So who's your number five on your list? Hitler from Inglorious Bastards because he gets a sh- Facebook and shot off. That's my favorite historical revision in movies ever. I, we. We absolutely love you, Quentin. Knoxville native, Tennessee boy, who is, in a mainstream sense, is probably the most creative director in that he he has enough clout to where he can make the movie he wants to with as little studio interference as possible. I just wish he'd get to do his R-rated Star Trek movie. Um... We'll see. It won't the whole, happen, the whole Star it's... Trek situation is so fucked up, but um, but now we have the remerger between Viacom and uh, CBS, so it's very possible we could get it. But we look at how shallow at these fucking graves are. They didn't are. even try, and like rock stars in the in the mid eighties were like willing to do anything for Poon. And Why they just would they smell it around? They they're they're fucking killed, and they bury them on the fucking property here. Like what? Her no, eyebrows just uh, fucked me up. I love Let's it. march around. I love their zombie walk. I love it's the, fucking the, great. How you know they're zombies? They have corpse paint. Yeah. This, this is... They're... Now, if they continued <laughs> being a band after the movie and did only black metal. Anyway, favorite, like Hitler from Inglorious Bastards. That's fucking great. Uh, good you choice. My, 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 or uh, we do it back yeah, and forth? We'll do it back and forth. Okay. My number five is Anthony Hopkins in a film called The Bunker. It's from 1981. Oh. It's about the events that lead up to Hitler blowing his brains out. Um, Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins is an incredible actor. Um, he 
He brings a lot of pathos to the to the role, but he also plays Hitler. He plays Hitler seriously, but you get to see Hitler the man and not the mystique, and I, I really I really like that. So you're number four. Um it's Hitler from the movie Blubberella, a UV, a UV Bowl movie. Goddamn right. <laughs> because I just wanted another ridiculous Hitler. And don't don't go watch Blubberella. It's not even a so bad it's good. But I enjoyed it for the, like, oh my god, this UV Bowl can just eat all the dicks. Uva Bowl, Bowl is sort of a... Don't uh, don't box him, though. No, he will he, box his... He, yeah, he's a he, badass he, in the ring. He will knock the fuck out of you. I, he's sort of a guilty pleasure. Like, his movies are gen- generally unwatchable. But when but... he get, like, Alone in the Dark and... Uh, what was it, Dead or Alive? What's the zombie one? Uh, House of the Dead. House of the Dead are so bad it's good movies. Yeah, they take take it with a grain of salt. This is the, they're movies that like do not warrant being purchased. Watch them no, if they're available. No, find them free, pirate them, whatever. All right. My number four is from a little film called Chillerama. I totally forgot about fucking uh, Heather from Chillerama. Joel David Moore, who has been on this podcast, gave us an awesome intro for for Hatchet. Um, the great diary thing, of Anne Frankenstein, which is, it's so funny because it's they're speaking quote unquote German, 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 Boba Fett, <laughs> and it's you know it's subtitled yeah. everything. Hass and Pepper Incorporated. It's just them <laughs> just saying gibberish, and it starts off subtle and then it gets more it's ridiculous like, as it goes yes. on. But Ava Braun uh, in that uh, sequence is played by Christina Kleeb, who's also given us an introduction for our podcast. So I have a much love. Um, that segment was directed by uh, Adam Green, who's you know just a constant you know source of inspiration for this podcast. So who would be your number three? Okay, this is a little known movie. I've seen John Cusack. He's a Jewish art kind. It's Hitler from the movie Max. He meets Hitler pre-Nazism. He's like, oh, this art student, he kind of is hacky, but he's got talent. Like, he kind of believes in art school Hitler. And it's very interesting. Because you see the seeds. It's a baby Hitler prequel movie. Wow, I, I've never I've never seen that. I only, the only reason I saw it is because I took a theater class at uh, North uh, Northeast. And... John Cusack was in another movie that led me to that, and I just watched it, and it, like it's really interesting because you know how it's going to end, and John Cusack is playing a Jewish Jewish character. Well, well okay. Well, right. uh, my sure. number three was your number five, and that's Martin. I'm going to fuck this name out. Martin Woodkey from Inglorious Bastards. Um, I was drunk when I made my list, so I just did the character name and movie. The the great thing about his performance is that the scene where you know he's exasper exasperating is nine, has, nine, it, nine. it has gone viral yes. and it has been the source of so much interesting uh, videos. Real quickly, and, hold on, we got revenge from Jesse stabbing Goebbels. I'm going to say Goebbels, <laughs> and the, here's dancing zombies coming <laughs> in to fuck up. Wheelchair back. Anyway, quickly. All right. <laughs> but uh, but that, that was my number three. Uh, it, it's just, uh, he's so enjoyable. He looks the part. Um, Is that a compliment to give an A? Man, you really look like Hitler. 
<laughs> you you accurately portrayed the uh, personification the, the, the personification of evil, of evil. Yes. in the 20th century. So, who would be your number two? Hitler from Mel Brooks, the producers. Oh, That's what that, I said. It was a cheat because he's not actually Hitler. That's but good he's though. Hitler in springtime for Hitler. And that dude in the in the original Hitler not the musical Germany. Not the remake based on the Broadway musical, but the original actor, I can't remember his name. But anyway, yeah, from the original nineteen sixty nine, I think, Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, with well, the, the producers. I almost I almost said Gene Hackman, but I'll you, punch you, you, Gene Wilder. Gene I'm drunk Wilder. Although Gene uh, Gene Hackman uh, has a small role in Young Frankenstein as the blind he hermit does. with Gene Wilder, great film. You just got brookicized. <laughs> My number two is a more recent uh, film. This would be Taika Waititi from Jojo Rabbit. I got to interject. That's my number one. So good. It's so good. Like that. Like it's haha funny, lighthearted, and then just darker and darker as this boy's dissolution. It's it, it's the it's the perfect movie to sort of take the piss out of the mystique that unfortunately Hitler 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 still has over a minority of assholes out there. But I, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. Taika Waititi is, he can do no wrong. He's, he's the, you know, uh, he, I have a movie, uh, you know, pantheon, you know, laid out to the, the great things that he has done and will do. So I guess I'll just, uh, do my number yeah, one. Yeah, do your number one. My number one, and uh, I'm. This is a little bit of a cheat because this comes from a movie short rather than a. Um, uh, well, the I, Diary of Van Frankenstein was a short too. Yeah, but that's from a. It's from from a, a movie. movie. Anyway, what's a Mo Howard in You Nasty Spy from 1940, which is a <gasps> oh, Three Stooges short. Yes, I thought about that, but he's not named Hitler. It it is a, it's a Hitler analog. It, yeah, it's a Hitler analog. Great but, minds think alike, but still. I, Let's take a sip to Mo Howard. To Mo fucking Howard. I, all three, actually all five. All the Stooges. All the, except for Joe, uh, Kurt. not Joe Dorita, you know what? Joe Besser. Did, did he get to star in it? Did we get to star in any Three Stooges shorts? Joe Besser was a bitch because he didn't like getting hit, so fuck him. All right. Four, three Stooges. Four of the Stooges. Four. But yeah, I, Mo Howard, Three Stooges, you can't go wrong with that. Nope. The other purveying factor of this movie is a fictionalized rock band. So I asked you to do a top five of your favorite fictionalized rock bands from movie and entertainment. So I'll start out with okay. my number five from the film Rock and Roll Nightmare, which is, Ooh. there's an asterisk here because this is technically not a fake band. It's a fake band in the movie, yes. but this would be Tritons or Thor and the Tritons, yes. uh, John Michael Thor, um, both a collection of really good songs and a lot of really, really dated songs, actually very similar to what we're dealing with right here because, you know, some of these are just fucking awful and some of them are you know catchy and good but all the same that would be my number five what's your number five the lone rangers from airheads yes it's oh. very dated nobody making that movie re none of the actors i believe knew anything but the line trick question lemmy is god 
is why they get the the number yeah. five spot. Yes, I, and it's a catchy song. If you hear the Motorhead version on the soundtrack, it's badass. I, that didn't even cross my mind, but that's a good one. That's a very yes. good one. What's your number four? My number four is Dragon Sound from Miami Connection, and here's why. <laughs> yeah, all their songs are about karate. There are songs <laughs> about being friends, and their songs about how you take you know your fight against the that's ninja. everything in life that's life and cap and they have a dude who looks just like uh oats from hauling oats <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> all right my number what are we on? number three number three is the the ain't rights from the movie green room with the late Ant- uh, Schultz, anton yeltsin anton yeltsin that's a great fucking movie yeah and they're a punk band that said fuck off that played a cover of fuck off nazi punks <laughs> at a nazi bar gotta love it that's that's actually a really really underrated movie. A twenty four generally makes really really quality films. So if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. My number three is something a little different. This should be your number two. You went ahead of me. No, you're at number three. Then you skipped numbers. What was your number three? I didn't. I haven't named it. Oh. My number three would be Coconut Pete from Club Dread, and specifically, oh. specifically because I hate Pina Colada Bird. I hate Jimmy Buffett with a passion. If you like Jimmy Buffett, chances are you have date raped someone in your life. Fuck Jimmy Buffett. I mean, Fuck they might have just copped a titty fill no, and passed no, out. They've no, at least no. definitely touched a, a passed out woman's titty. They, they've been knuckle deep in, in women who did not want it. That That is a verifiable <laughs> fact. Speaking of, speaking of which, this dude is fucking groping a fucking... Uh, it's a, Ava Braun. <laughs> any other woman, I'd be like, no, that's wrong. But and if this you dude, and this fucking jean jacket dude who's going to try and rape her, very obviously uh, a Jimmy Buffett fan. But, hey, coconut, but, but coconut Pink okay. from Club Dread. It, um, great, it, great it's choice. Just, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, wet panties and sea oh, shanties. Yeah. Uh, so dumb, so dumb. It, and um, he's no longer... Uh, Oh fuck! What is his name? I'm blanking on it. Uh, Bill, the, Paxton. Bill Paxton. R. Yeah, R. He's Bill Paxton. No longer with us. Uh, we yeah, great, great performance. Well, my number three. Uh, I say I wrote my list and changed it at the last minute. Dewey Cox, um, Walk Hard. That whole soundtrack. Those are le- guilty as charged, and a beautiful ride. And Walk Hard are all three legitimate songs that I genuinely love. I did. I, Dewey Cox didn't even occur to me, and if he had, he probably would be number two on my list. I have a different number two, but you'll understand I didn't, when I get I didn't, there. I didn't add him, and I, I feel ashamed for that because uh, Walk Hard is legitimately one of my top five favorite comedies favorite, ever. Favorite films. It, it absolutely does. I have up. to give a quick shout out before the movie's over. Uh, my stepdaughter Sadie recently found out that her sister Evelyn who just turned 18, got up old, had never seen Walk Hard. And I walked down and I didn't make them. She's like, oh my God, you have to watch this movie. So I'm going to do a, a third of a shot while you're reading your other two to, to Sadie and Evelyn for in appreciating Walk Hard. My number two 
is uh, a film that got a sequel, but really the love comes from the first one. And unfortunately, it's a movie I feel is a little forgotten, but that'd be Eddie I, and the Cruisers. As soon as you said it got a sequel, I knew exactly who um, you were going with. Uh, this is just a, a classic film about, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of, you know, being a, a star and sort of the ebb and flow of... of they would have whole. been... They were number six on my list. They almost made the top five. It, it's a surprisingly good movie. It's probably it a better movie movie than it is a band yeah but, but that's uh beside the point and i if we're not in agreement on number one then we're I, not, I, but I, I do have to say my number two and this will show you that we're in agreement on number one my number two is death clock from uh, the metal show death clock that should have been that should have been on my fucking list. That should have been. Brendan Small is awesome, and we're getting a death clock film. movie. We're getting a movie to all the good. We're, we're getting a fucking uh, Venture Brothers movie. They're yep. doing several. I can't fucking wait. That, that's awesome. But yeah, Death Clock is my number two. Go ahead and say number one because I guarantee you we're going to match. If, if we're not the same. I'll, leave, I'll drive drunk home right and, now. And uh, there's an asterisk on this because technically they're not a fake band. They they're, started they're, out. Their personas are fake, but they are real musicians. And that would be Spinal Tap. I just want to show Brandon my notes to my phone. <laughs> Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Where we are 100% agreeing. Great minds think alike. Spinal Tap, or This is Spinal Tap, is in my top 10 favorite films of all time. Oh, it's great. It has so much replay value. We got Goebbels eating or fucking up uh, uh, Cassie's, Cassie's dad. dad. Ooh, you he just like hate. <laughs> Oh, he can't eat. Blocked he, up. he can't eat because he's got a spike uh, through. He's it. a hard Nazi zombie. Oh. oh, we're about to get sexy here. No, we're not. He looks like he a fucking Nazi version of Uncle Fester. Hey, here. Oh, yeah, we are about to get sexy. We got sexy blonde head zombie. Oh no, not uh, Detective Weatherby from Terminator Two. Uh, no, he got slowly bit. And uh, Phil Fondacaro is back back to life. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Spinal Tap, obviously number one. Uh, but we we got to talk about the music of this film, which was written and performed by a gentleman by the name of Paul Sabu, who has had a successful career as a really? rock artist. Really? Yes. Um, he's he had a uh, been a part of several bands um, that were popular at one point or another. But just to put it in perspective, in two thousand four. Kerrang! Magazine, a legit yeah. heavy metal magazine, voted Powell Sabu in the top five uh, AOR, AOR vocalists of all time. AOR stands for Album-Oriented Rock. Now, if you ask me, the number one on that list would be Glenn Hughes, and to include anybody else would be, uh, you know, fucking lewd and lascivious and uh you know get locked in fucking prison for that but paul sabu's got a good voice i didn't i yeah. wasn't aware of how influential he was but aor is a very uh specific subsect it's kind of like you know it's the like you know how like grindcore you know your average yeah. person is not going to know about grindcore but aor is a is is a popular music among a specific type of fan that being said, the only thing. Hold on, real quickly. If, if they should have popped out into like a hard Norwegian death metal song in this last ending sequence with the corpse paint. Well, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, 
uh, a harder edge song, but right what they're performing right now is a song called Cassie, which we're about to get a uh, some interspliced. Um, Cassie, you were in diapers when I was jacking off. <laughs> Cassie. Anyway, continue. But, but I, AOR and uh, in. Um, Let's see. 2005, Only Child, which is uh, one of the popular bands that he was a part of, their self-titled debut album uh, from 1989 was voted number 22 on the best AOR albums of all time. 2011, Classic Rock Magazine awarded Paul Sabu the highest rated AOR album of all time. That Damn. I don't agree with that. Um, but uh, real that's quickly, their they just went through a guy with his hands behind his back in a mankini. And was it the wrestler? Was it Rick Rude? Like, who am I thinking about that? Like, yeah, that did the 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 hip gyrations. Yeah, yeah that would be ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude. That's just what it looked like. They had for some reason a framed photo <laughs> of for no reason in this. Um, Paul Sabu is also a very successful music producer. He produced Alice Cooper's Hey Stupid from 1991. He did uh, Dance by David Bowie in 1985, the same year. Uh, and, you know, we talked a little bit about Wasp earlier. Well, he did Live in the Raw, their monumental live album from 1987. Um, he's also done music for, like, several films and TV series, including Meatballs 4, obviously the best of the Meatballs sequels. I'll smack you in the mouth, <laughs> even as a joke. Um, Sex in the City, Beverly Hills, 90210, Baywatch, and most importantly, Ghoulies 2. Okay, well, see, <laughs> now we finally have some something with artistic merit. But we we've got to talk about the song Cassie, which is which I have stated previously is the statutory rape ballad of all time. I mean, I can't. It's hard to argue. They're back from the dead to sing about their love of under. He's back from the dead to sing about his love of underage poon. When when I worked in in the media for a newspaper, I used to do a column called "Welcome to My Nightmare." Hold on, stop. Real quickly, this is Jared Fogle's favorite band. Oh. I just thought of that. Sorry, I had eat, to. Subway, eat fresh. <laughs> Real fresh. Um, <laughs> oh, but right here right here it is. Look, like they're, they're doing everything they can to paint this as sort of a virtuous, you know, non-sexual, but a, a pure love that they share between them of this 35-year-old rock He's going to put his penis in her eyebrows and make love to them. He's a pervert, and I'm glad he's dead. He's going to come on her eyebrows, let it harden, and then he's going to beat it off with his <laughs> erect penis. That's called a chisel job, and, and it's a real thing. chisel jobs are only okay amongst consenting adults. Yeah. Yeah, if you're if you're under and you do you have the opposite with a woman leaves a snail trail across your eyebrows cuz I mean I got the eyebrows for it <laughs> and then beats her titty in your eyebrows. See, you know, we're all about equality. Yeah, equality. That's and uh this unnamed band like they're they they're very one-sided in their sex criminal. And they're in their That's <laughs> my name for them. Sex forever. criminal. Sex criminal. <laughs> Jesse and the Sex Criminals. Yes. <laughs> um but uh the, let's talk a little bit about um, me working in the newspaper business. Yes. So, Welcome to when, My Nightmare. When I had a, a column called Welcome to My Nightmare, and uh, I was tasked with doing this because um, I was sort of inspired. And I'm actually going to talk about that a, a little later on. We'll get a little more in-depth as to why I started writing this, uh, this column. But in in writing this column, it found I found myself more 
interested in writing about movies that the general populace had never seen. Because what's the point in writing about something that, that most people oh, have seen? Oh, here's the visualization and mastery of Citizen Kane that everybody knows yeah, about. Yeah, so, I mean, like, they were, all of the things I wrote about had sort of a horror and or cult slant to it. Like Sallow. Yeah, Sallow, <laughs> the, the, uh, the sexiest movie about shit ever made. Um, but, uh, I I got inspired to write a column about this, and my editor was I, like, "I don't think we can publish this because you basically have made a pro statutory rape column about a movie." And I'm like, "It's it, this is what makes the movie interesting and and funny because it's so tone deaf." So I had to sort of rewrite, yeah, some of to it. like make sure this is that. I have to say, I've seen this is probably the fourth time I've seen that movie, and the first time I've noticed he's using the severed hand to help play keyboard, because I think by this point I'm usually blackout drunk, because this is usually like a lady. Now, right now we're in the middle of the afternoon. It's four o'clock. It'll about ten after four. So I'm not like blackout drunk watching this, and I really out of the three other times. So th- this soundtrack is available for purchase. You can get it, you know, digitally, CD, or on fucking vinyl of of all things, like new, like new remastered pressings. This is. I mean, that's what I have to have. Yeah, that's th- what I demand. This is not something you're going to have to track down very hard. It's it's currently available. But let's talk really quickly about. We'll go through our songs. Um, the opening credits. Uh, the song called "Angels First Victim." Uh, the the song that they play at the very first club that's called Shake It Out. It's really catchy. One of the one of the better songs on the on the album. Get uh, consent, asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Still watching the movie. He's trying to press you. It's his date rape. <laughs> Girls, no means no. <laughs> if you have a problem with a guy, you tell me. I'll, if they're in the East Tennessee and, area of two hours and in, in a two hour radius of Greenville, I'll handle of course, then again, I guess she fell to his animal magnetism. Yeah, yeah and uh, and Fat Tony will send you an unsolicited dick pic. No, I won't send unsolicited dick pics. To, if to, you're upset... To, to the abusers, not to Oh, them. yeah, to the abusers, yeah. yeah to let them know what a real man's diamond-studded fuck hammer. diamond-studded fuck hammer. <laughs> it wouldn't uh, be true if there was a T... If, I have a T-shirt about it, so it couldn't. It has to be true. Yeah, one hundred percent. I wouldn't. I wouldn't produce something that wasn't accurate. Exactly. Uh, there's a, there's a track called Cassie's Warning. That's the music that's playing during the scene where Cassie warns him, like, "Don't come to Grand Guignol." It should be get away. He's gonna rape you. <laughs> um, the fourth song, which uh, we just heard, is called Cassie, the statutory rape ballad of all time, uncontested. Um, Don't stand so close to me is also a statutory right but, but it's not as good. Cass, no, it's Cass, not as Cass, good. Cassie's number right. one forever. Um, sweet, um, Christine 16 by Kiss would be up there. Um, fuck, you, fuck you, fat fuck, Scott. Your, your favorite band loves raping children. <laughs> I win for all time. Um, no, uh, the fifth track is called Death Montage. That's just background music. Um, uh, the sixth is It Don't Come Easy. That's the music they're playing when they're like uh, they're taking pictures of them yeah. and like, they're interacting with the crowd in the town. I love how he's hitchhiking with the severed hand. And okay, let's take a quick detour. What the fuck is up with this? This this seems like the, he's they, they, a Nazi little person ghoul. 
He's hungry. They haven't fed him, so of course mustard goes with fingers. You don't put ketchup on fingers, just like Dirty Harry said. You don't put ketchup on hot dogs. You don't put ketchup on fingers. Which I put ketchup on hot dogs. You do what you I, want I, to. I, I, I also put ketchup on For hot dogs. For three years, I did not because of Dirty because Harry of movies. Because of Dirty Harry. I straight that's up. From, I'm not, uh, that's not a joke. That's from Magnum Force. Yeah, Magnum Force, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Nothing makes me sick and much you put ketchup on a hot dog. <laughs> like, I, three years of my life, I was outside of the borders of Flavortown because I listened to Clint Eastwood. As, as Dirty Carrie Hellahan. As all people should. Um, number seven is the the called Raise the Dead. That's the bass riff that reanimates yeah. the spider. Um, there's a, a song called Zombies Revenge. That's the montage uh, zombie scene music. It's a uh, pretty uh, pretty identifiable, but not very good. Back to just eating the shit out of his hand. But it seems to me like they they shot this scene because like the movie was probably too short. It's like fuck, we need we something need like another minute of footage. How how about we have this character that doesn't uh, impact the story at whatsoever. all? Whatsoever, in or out of it, who no eats difference. who eats himself? Like is is that a is that him punishing himself? Uh, that's it, a it, sexual <laughs> fetish, and you know what? He can consent to that, so that's why it's only sexual. No, fetish. no, 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 hating. You do, it's not, like it's cannibalism is consen- legal. Cannibalism is legal if you're eating your own flesh. It's the only consensual sex this entire movie. <laughs> um, number nine, Cassie's theme, which is the instrumental statutory rape ballad of all time. Number ten, Angela's Trophy Room. That's a uh, background music. I I want to say that's the music that's playing when they dropped uh, the hand in the jar. Probably. But yet again. Angel or Angela is not called that, Elsa. so I don't know. Um, we're going to hear a song a little later on, uh, which will be a song called Street Angel. It's the song they play right before they uh, sort of lure all the, the zombies to the gas chamber. <laughs> Which is uh, oh we're, god, we're, I can't believe they're that tasteless. But yeah, I get. But it. they but they're killing the Nazis though in but in they, their own. They still reference gas chambers. That's that's not that's not kosher. I, it's not. I but, did but, not mean to make that Jewish. <laughs> but um, but you can see they're they're trying to be. Like, yeah, you can see their, you can you can see their their line of thought. They're like, trying okay. to give ironic justice, and that's that's good. I get that. There's a song called Midget Gets the Beef. That's no longer acceptable. Their word, not mine. And I'm pretty sure it's literally... Right here, this is it. This is the little person going to the cow. This is the scene. The the biggest name actor in this entire movie. (laughs) See, what it is, they cut out where he's not eating this meat. He rapes it. That fucking jump cut, like, he's just on top of it. Let's be real. Somebody had to put him up there. (laughs) He's, not being he's, mean. Literally, he's, he's literally leather pu- and all. putting his fucking mouth on that dirty fucking Hide cow. your little girl from the rock band. <laughs> She's almost on her menarche, which is first period. Uh, and that leaves her open prey to Jesse. Run. Our our next song is called I love that. Just what's this? I the severed, severed head. head in the bag. Oh, oh, are heavy. oh my god! Ah! Oh, I love him. 
This is going to be the opposite gender swap no, version of reanimated. Did you notice the uh, the number on the door when her head no, moves? What was it's six six six. They're so clever. Yeah, they're, they're so they're, full they're, of it. Hey, we're going to keep it real because this is rants after dark where we keep it sexy. But I'm not because I'm about to go piss. You do I'm that. I, I'll I will continue. You can mock my girlish bladder or wheat bladder. I'm going to while you're, while you're away. Boss. Number <laughs> number thirteen on our list of music in the film is a song called "Bucky Dines In." Now, uh, Bucky would be the the monster son that's actually on screen right now, adding what appears to be sugar or salt to his to his body that he's consuming. This is just bizarre, um, and and these scenes right here, where it's a it's a whole aspect of the film uh, where. It's a it's an inter- interesting way to get around the zombies because if you disguise yourself as a a person from pop culture, they will leave you alone. I don't know. I've never seen this in another film, so I I have to wonder like what was their thought in bringing this uh, bringing this out. Um, uh, the next song is called Arnold's Picnic. I I think that's the scene where uh, you know the guy they're having the the picnic and the guy's head like rolls across the the grave. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I love this producer just dancing, dialing his phone. Just this is this is how it works. Yep. This is this is how business deals are made. He's got a satellite phone. He's calling from. Uh, you know, a mobile satellite phone. How futuristic. Oh, my God. Uh, number 15 is called Matson's Last Deal. I have no idea where that's Probably from. that. It's his last deal, man. And we're about at that point in the movie. Everybody's hiding behind pictures of celebrities. Yeah, like, what do you what do you think about that? Because it, it's like, it's their method of, like, being able to get around. They're trying to go into the child rape celebrity cult, like the Illuminati, <laughs> eating the pineal gland at the basement of a cheese pizza <laughs> restaurant. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have one so more your... shot to cue. And any fucking idiot, I'm sorry, and I will say this, if you are, I don't care if you're a loyal Rance listener, if you've ever been in, like, the Q conspiracy makes sense to me, you can suck my diamond-studded fuck hammer to completion. Well, there you go. As long as you're over 18, because I'm not in the kids, man. <laughs> Unless they're sweet, sweet pineal glands being cut out. You know, adrenochrome. This, this is such a... I love this. St- why like are you the, pushing in the empty why? wheelchair for when she's not in wolf form? And this is oh they're, no, they're it's using, John Lennon. They're using them both as, they hate, as shields. These they're hiding behind the Hollywood elite to get away from the 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 bad people in this RQ yeah, and honors. This is this is obviously. Um, I love. I will keep politics out of this. I love all of you, except you, and you know who you are. John Wayne. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say randomly kill yourself to some random person listening. But. Well, John Wayne's John Wayne, was I'm glad screen. you're dead. Whoa. Thanks a lot, Howard Hughes. Yeah, got him you fuck, fucker. Got him fucking killed. Or uh, radiating him yeah. up. <laughs> to, to make him... Because he played Genghis Khan. Um, yeah. And they, they taped his Jimmy eyebrows Hendrix, because of how racism. How dare you step on him? She's still just dancing, being sexy. She's you know? danced pretty much the, She's the past She's a Nazi sympathizer. 
But, you know, she keeps it sexy. Like, you knew this scene was going to happen. Like, yes. Oh, it's zombies hey pretending to be uh, people that uh, are zombies. They're at, he's, there. this is, okay, I got a little chub, I don't know. But yeah, so, the, the resurrection tune that uh, Jesse talks about earlier that, you know, brings the spider back, and there's a little bit of exposition uh, when they're in the van because it brings a fly back to life or it's a fly or a bug of some kind and he says it's like an old Egyptian thing I believe um, but the actual track of that song is called Morte Ascendre um, we're going to talk about Ascension yes but we're going to talk about uh, the song in just a moment uh, in a little more detail um, number 18 is called Hitler's Gas Chamber this is the song that plays when they're luring the Nazi zombies into the gas chamber. My and track to play anytime I kill a Nazi. The final track is called Zombie Reprise, and that's just the closing credits theme. Um, so, talk, getting back to that, that song, uh, it's, we still have a little ways to go before it actually plays on screen, but to talk about it, the, the song, and I, I can't confirm this, but I found it in two different places online, super quote-unquote reliable sources. So I would tend to believe that there's probably at least some truth to this. However, um, this doesn't add up to the actual title of the song, but the words in the song uh, that can bring the dead back to life, which is called Morte Ascendre, uh, reportedly is Recknitz I.S. Henri which sounds like Latin, but it's actually a joke towards star E.J. Curse. Now, during production, E.J., whose real name is Ernie, was known to have played a lot of pranks on the fellow cast members by farting on them. So, as a payback, the lyrics to the song spelled backwards say, Ernie is a stinker. I... I, I can believe that. That's about the intellectual level. It It sounds plausible. However, when you listen to the song... I don't hear it. That's true. We have yeah. the volume. I do have to say this real quick. She might be a Nazi dancing sexy on stage with the titular hard rock zombies, but she's legal. Let's that's give true. her that. Now, she's attacking the underage woman out of jealousy, and that's all it is. But yeah, uh, I would rather there be legal Nazis than the illegal <laughs> underage girls on stage. Because you can you can hate fuck a Nazi chick with no guilt. You, that's true. You can. As long as it's consensual. So what do you think about the, the twist of this movie is that they, they want Cassie because I guess she's a virgin and they're going to do a virgin sacrifice. Like what what does that bring them? Like it's never really spelled it's, out. It's just a horror movie shorthand for power. It's always a virgin. You know... There's one thing that could have saved her all of this if Jesse just would have, you know, groomed her quicker and got his nut off. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, this this whole movie, like they he they they fall prey and they die uh, because they chose fame over um, over everything. Now there's some other things along the way, you know, statutory rape of a minor and so on and so forth. But they came to this town that didn't want them so they could play this concert for one person 
uh, because they're seeking fame. So it is, so it is sort of a, it, it has sort of a. Uh, I mean, if you're a statutory raper, I don't mind if Hitler and his minions kill you. <laughs> it's all good. Isn't it bad that, that you know in. If you view the movie from a certain viewpoint, that they they almost have the moral high ground because they really don't make any like allusions to like racial issues or anything no. like this in the movie. It's it's all alluded to well, because I, of Nazi no. affiliation and so forth and so. But so on. until they kidnap Cassie to sacrifice her as a virgin sacrifice. You're kind of right. You're right. They it's, do have the moral high ground to child rapists. It's 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 fucking awful. I mean, it's, it's worse to murder awful. a child than to rape them, but don't do either. Oh, I don't know, man. That's a whole that's a whole can of worms. Like, because both are like demoralizing and, and like you don't kill them. Like uh, to ugh. go back to the last one episode or earlier this month, uh, Louis C.K. has a bit about you know not caring so much you rape kids so they don't murder them. I'd rather have a raped kid alive than a dead kid. It's, I mean, it's it's it's. Awful. Let's move on from this. This is horrible, <laughs> and we're about to go down a deep. Dark. Don't hurt kids. Yeah, don't hurt. Have kids. consensual sex, poop in each other's mouth if that's what y'all like. Just like Patricia I'm, Arquette. Just like Patricia Arquette, and um, where do we even start with this? I don't, the, I don't the know. The blonde chick, or that's what she did later. Yeah, because she only had this as a credit. I'm like, because she went on to poop porn. Uh, let's 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 actually talk about some uh, a couple of serious things before we get into our fan. You bring questions. up the Holocaust. I'm leaving. I no, no okay. nothing about nothing about the Holocaust. No, nothing nothing too 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 bad. But we we've uh, we've oh, had yeah. a wave of of people passing away lately, and I, I wanted to kind of touch base about that. Uh, the first being Cleve Hall. Uh, a lot of you probably remember him as the Monster Man. He had a, a series on Sci-Fi Channel, but well, well-respected, low-budget uh, special effects artist, and he he gave me uh, a an introduction for our Reanimator episode uh, a couple years ago, and. Uh, uh, it was great because I, he's just such a character, and it was one of those things where like I'm kind of getting close to the deadline, and he still hadn't gotten to me. But like he he you know was like assure me like I'll do it I'll do it just you know I'm I'm not fucking with you I'll, I'll do it, and um, the whole time I you know I kind of was a little nosy. I'm like you know he's like I'm working on a project, and I kind of asked him like well what are you working on, and he wouldn't tell me. Well, come to find out, what he was working on is he built the Iron Bob costume for Jay and Bob, Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. So, at the same time that he gave us that introduction, he was working on, you know, this awesome standout prop from that film. But he was so nice, and uh, the the fact that he was, because he was a lot higher up than I was expecting some of these people because I mean, however you want to view him and like the guy was a legend and, um, it, it it broke my heart when I found out he passed away because, uh, he had just been working on a film, like acting in a film called seasons, which, uh, I believe all of his scenes were finished for. And, uh, he was playing a vampire and he, he was just a great guy and he passed away. So I, 
to to his to his family and friends and everything. Uh, our deepest condolences. The sheer fact that he took time out of his day to help help out a little nothing podcast uh, means an eternity for me. So rest in peace, good friend. And uh, which unfortunately leads us to another hall, and that being Rob Hall, Robert Greenhall of Almost Human Effects. And I'm going to save a story later on because we have a question about it. But uh, Rob Hall is very important to this podcast uh, before it became, back before when I was doing, you know, things prior to this podcast. But he kind of sent me down on this on this path and uh, he passed away unexpectedly. Still a young guy, but uh, great, great output. Lightning Bug. Uh, was an eye-opening experience for me. I identified with it so much, and uh, rest in peace, buddy. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, a couple of uh, our friends, uh, within like you know a week of each other, uh, one being Brent Fox, who both Fat Tony and I Love are, you, are good friends with. Uh, his dad passed away, and you know uh, he now doesn't have a mother or a father. They they both left us. And that's that's heartbreaking. And uh, Titty Flippin' Travis, who has been on this podcast several times and who you can hear on Wrestling Ruined every other week, uh, his dad passed away. And my uh, my heart goes out to both of them. Uh, I, I've been lucky that, you know, I both have still have both my parents. And, uh, and I, I know you're in the same position as Brent, you know, both your your parents have passed away yeah. and uh that's that's not something that just uh, i mean it's a natural part of life no parent wants to outlive their child but it's not easy and like i love fucking brent to death travis I, i've never had the pleasure of meeting before but i have been listening to rest of ruined i've listened to old episodes and he flips titties so you know yeah but we we love you both um my condolences yeah our condolences man. uh sincerely um we do have uh, some fun questions as we're reaching the time for the virgin sacrifice. <sighs> yes, we're yes we're. Uh, it's like when th- they doesn't this big... look like Vasquez Rock? I mean, it's not the yeah. it's not Bronson Canyon or anything, but no. th- this looks like somewhere out there in California, yeah. like a uh, go to area. But our our first question comes from Bradley McKinney. And uh, I didn't double check on this, but I think this may actually be a guy I went to high school with and middle school with. And if it is, uh, Bradley, send me a message. I'd be kind of curious to catch up with you. Uh, but fuck, Mary, kill, Fat Tony. Okay. Elvira, Linnea Quigley, Daniel Harris. Oh, God, this is so painful. I felt the same way reading. Ouch. You monster, but that's a good question. Okay. I... F- I marry Elvira. I fuck Linnea Quigley, and I gotta kill Daniel Harris. But I just want to. I can't. Can I be in a polyamorous relationship with all of them? <laughs> that was a good class painful. Like um, any combination of answers is crap. As long as you don't kill Elvira, you can't kill I, Elvira. I I too would marry Elvira. Um, she's in her seventies, and she. She's fucked. I'd suck maraschinos out of maraschino cherries out of her butthole. Um, she's she's held up, uh, but she's just a cu- cool person. She is. I I love Danielle Harris. Um, 
she's the 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 fucking uh, crush of my childhood. She really is because we are. She is just slightly older than me, and I saw the Halloween movies. Like yes, but man, Linnea Quigley, all time eighty screen queen. Linnea, who is is no spring chicken, but I would still fucking break your goddamn hip. And if if I can make that happen, Linnea, we're friends on Facebook. Hook me up. How if about you, just an if, intro? If you are, uh, well, we love you and respect your career. Uh, wait, I tried to get her to do a. a, a uh, she couldn't figure out. Sky. She could not figure out how to do. Uh, you send me not, a picture of your butthole. And oh, really cool. I. I love you, Linnea. Anyway, we love you. I and would, respect I, you. All joking you, if aside, you ever, if you ever want uh, mediocre sex that will last very a very short amount of time from me, See, I, will, I have I trouble will. coming when I'm too turned on. So if you want long time sex, come to me. Who sent that question? Um, Bradley McKinney. That was easily the hardest fuck Mary kill I've ever heard in my life. Good job. Uh, this is the Muerte Ascende song. This is another one of the the harder hitting songs that got a nice uh, you know rock and riff to yeah. it. Living anyway. up to the rock band stuff a little more with this. Um, this comes from Jerry Overholt. If you do another heavy metal March Madness, what band will you do? What do you, What do you think? Judas Priest is the only proper answer. My heart number one. I. Uh, is Motorhead, but uh, but motor- but, mm. but Judas yeah. Priest makes the most sense. Motorhead has so much like <sighs> because, however we do it, we're narrowing it down to eight albums. Because to do more than that, yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Too, too many it would fucking be rounds. Easier to to narrow down Judas Priest, but you could do the first. You know, you do different lineups in Motorhead in oh. two episodes. There, there's a lot of possibilities, but anyway, if, sorry, that was your question answer. But uh, Judas Priest, we've already kind of done. That's true, but we had done Sabbath as well, and, and we still came up with the correct answer. <laughs> we um, already know the answer. We just get yeah. fuck Scott in here to be all young, and I'm just thirty. I have life ahead of me yep. with his loving wife and children. <laughs> fuck you! No, I'm just playing. Love you, Scott. <laughs> Well, we do like um, you, but yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement. I think Priest would probably be the the next one we do, and I know there's no reason to to think unless you know something happens between now and and next March why we wouldn't do another heavy metal March Madness. Now, downloading wise, I'll be honest with you, it's the least downloaded episode we've done this year. Um, we're on a we're actually on a pretty big roll there for a while, but it still did uh, above average uh, from the year before. So I, I don't see that as, I was as a negative. It, that's true. That's true. <laughs> fat Tony, Fat Tony. That's All right. right. Uh, this question comes from Patrick Ferguson. What are your thoughts on the fads of the horror genre today? Okay, I'm going to interject here because there are two big fads I see. You see the over-the-top, crazy, we're-gonna-go-gonzo drive-in method of horror movies now. Or you have the over-serious, like, A24, like, St. Maud, which I actually saw recently. Really good movie. I, I haven't seen it. It's on my list. It's on Hulu. It's, it's a solid seven and a half. Like, it's worth the time. Watch it. My opinions of the fans these days... Is that we are not in a horror golden age, but we're in a solid horror silver age. 
where most things come out pretty okay. Um, overall, I will agree with you. Um, but one of the other fads that we're kind of going through right now that I don't like is sort of the creepy pasta and or social media integrated uh, fair horror enough. films. Right. Cause a lot of Slender the, Man, Bye Bye Man, those movies suck. Yeah, the, those movies have such a narrow premise and they have to they have to pad them quite a bit. And, phone. Yeah, not my not my cup of tea. But as far as like good horror films like the, we're in the Silver Age. We're, yeah, like the the A twenty four films like uh gave me hope in a time when like uh, we're on an upper trajectory of like quality and entertaining films but like uh seeing the witch and like had hereditary I'm like oh man the a a scary suspenseful film still can be made so that that would be my thoughts I gotta on that. give Gretel and Hansel a big thumbs up too because they they gave me a strong hope. By the way, we're we're that, we're, not they. we're seeing the yes. uh, this these zombies getting gassed right now. Take um, that. How dare you? And uh, the Harag zombies stand tall. Uh, and so this question also comes from Patrick Ferguson. Where do you where do you see horror going next as a whole? Okay, where po- the horror exists and thrives better in a kind of repressive atmosphere of vicious. We might be going towards a more liberal, open Biden, and you know, I'm not. I hate Biden too, but like, it's going to loosen up a little, and I think it's going to go downhill for downhill for a little bit. But I mean, we also have like potential for Evil Dead Rising, a movie Brandon will actually watch because it has a different name. It has a subtitle. I'll give it a watch. It's not called Evil Dead. It's not Dead. a subtitle. It there's no colon. It's just Evil Dead Rising. Well, that's fine. It's, it's just, just not a called Evil name. Dead. Not called Evil Dead. So you that's know, fine. It has Bruce, whatever. <laughs> but uh, like, I think now with more and more fans of. The golden age of my our golden age of horror, the eighties and seventies, making the movies. We're still going to continue. It's when the the people who are fans of the stuff coming out now start doing knockoffs of that. The little dip until we get more original thinker. Did you see the Cronenberg's kids movie on Hulu? Oh, um, uh, Possessor. That, yeah. That was fucking awesome. That was a, that was an interesting idea. Uh, I feel like the the movie. It was just shy of being great, if that makes sense. No, I, I was going to say it's not great, but it's really good. I mean, there's a lot of potential because isn't that their first movie? Yeah. Uh, so, by the I mean, way, we're at the end yeah, of the film. Yeah, we're at the end. Krishna Shah, Krishna Shah and David Ball, Shashi Patel. Patel is like the Smith of, I guess, of Horna. Because uh, I used to work building hotels, and there were like eight or nine different Patel people we had to deal with, none of whom were related. By the way, shout out, uh, shout out to John Carl Beekler uh, making Whoa, his like 100th dude, appearance he, on this. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just heard, like, like I was just, again, I listened to the podcast coming up to get in mind. We were talking about how John Carl Beekler comes up in everything. Yeah, rest in peace, R.I.P. Rest in power, King. It's I hate that, but... <laughs> um, as far as where I see horror going next as a whole, um, I, I uh, kind of agree with you. I, however, I, I, do, I do think that because of streaming, if, you, if you're willing to do, put in the work and look for things... There's there's good things out there, and uh, Shutter is pretty good about curating as far as like quality stuff. Um, the older I get, 
the more of horror and comedy I I, I kind of gravitate to, and I feel like we're in a golden age of horror comedy yes. right now. Yeah, I do have to also say with the new streaming digital platforms, you have the ability to absorb media different. They're doing Fear Street, R.L. Stein's other book series. Yeah, as R-rated As movies. a trilogy of three R-rated interconnected movies that you really can't, there's no horror movie going to come out year after year unless it's like Saw or some big franchise at the theater. But like with streaming abilities, you know. Yeah, and to me, like horror. I'm going to watch them. I, I grew is up a, reading Fear Street, not not Goosebumps. Goosebumps is a little past my yeah, time. Horror, horror is kind of best when it's sort of hand delivered to the to its you know its fan base rather than like you know here this is a big blockbuster presentation or yeah. something. I, I feel like that we embrace things better and more when it is sort of driven right to us. So I, I that's uh, that's my answer to that. Uh, one last we got two last uh, quick questions we'll answer and then we'll close it up for well actually then we'll find out what we're going to watch next month oh, then we'll close things up. I'm excited. Um, what was the moment that started the creation of Rants in the Black Lodge? Now, I, this came from, from Tim Morse. Thank you for asking this question, and I'm glad you did because having Rob Hall passing really, really put this in my mind. And I posted about this on Facebook, but uh, I'll, I'll say it for the sake of uh, getting things going. Um, Rob Hall changed my life in ways that like I didn't even fully understand until like you know you don't know what you got till it's gone. But uh, when uh, I was engaged in to do an ongoing uh, newspaper column, it was because of Rob Hall. And the reason being is that I worked with a couple people who were from Coleman, Alabama, and they shot his film Lightning Bug in Coleman, Alabama. So they kind of had a hookup of like, hey, we know you like horror movies. Um, have you heard of the movie Lightning Bug? And I hadn't. So I sought it out, I watched it, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it because it's it is a horror film in a, a in, a, in a way, it's a horror but it's Jason but it's film. really a film in the vein of like uh, Stand by Me, or yes. it's it's a it's a film about growing up and you know growing up and being sort of a weird you know uh, horror movie fan rock kid like a lot of this stuff resonated with me. So I'm like, oh man, I would be so cool if I could interview, you know, the guy who directed it. And I got to. And getting to talk to Rob Hall was eye-opening. Because I guess I approached things from a different way. And I asked him things that, like, he hadn't been asked before. And when you're doing, like, press for a movie, you get asked the same same five or six stock questions. And it becomes very... uh, you know, unappealing to continue saying that stuff. But uh, when we talked, uh, I guess I, you know, I kind of lit him on fire and uh, he got, I just, he exuded passion. Now, Rob did uh, Laid to Rest, which is a pretty good uh, throwback to slasher movies. The second second one's even better. And now uh, I don't know what the status is going to be with the the third movie, uh, Laid to Rest Exhumed, because he's passed away. But by all accounts, from what I understand, it's still going to be produced. But my point being is that, like, I didn't have an ongoing column until I interviewed him. And he, he told me, like, man, you are... You're very knowledgeable and you're very passionate. Um, you know, like, what do you, 
what do you do with your passion? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, man, uh, life is short. And if you don't do things with your passion, Aww. like, uh, you know, you're just going to grow old. And, and, and man, that hit me fucking hard because I mean, I was like a 25 or 26 year old kid when I did that. And no, I should, I was younger. I would no, Cause, uh, no, I would have been 2011. Uh, fuck. I don't know how the math, but 10 I, years uh, ago. How old are you now? I, I'm no, it was it wasn't. It was 2007 when I oh, interviewed him. So that's so 13 I, years ago. Yeah. So I yeah, because I started in my new career path 10 years ago. So 13 years ago, but I, it it put this whole thing in my head, and uh, I had this flirting idea with like you know like what do what do I do? But that came very much clear to path when I got laid off from my job at the newspaper. And uh, I had built up somewhat of a nest egg. I had enough cushion to where like I could take a job and make less money for a while at the very least. And it was like clear. It's like, man, I want to see what it's like working at a at a haunted house. And I have worked in a year-round haunted house ever since. And it started off as just a fun thing to do. But it's my career now, uh, aside from the podcast. But that's all because of Rob Hall. Like, I would not have ever considered putting those pieces together if it had not been for him. That's, that's amazing. So I, I owe him everything. But to answer your question, without not doing uh, the column, the idea of a podcast would not have been possible. And there's more to the story, with specifically because of Adam Green and head injuries and so on and so forth, we'll say for another time. But... Um, Rob Hall. They're on previous episodes. Go back and listen. That's true, but uh, Rob Hall planted the seed, and and Adam Green fertilized it. If that makes sense. Um, we get one last question. Uh, any chance you'll do any Asian horror films like House in the future? And he's speaking about the crazy like nineteen seventies House Japanese film from Jacob Talley. Um, short answer: Yes. Um, Absolutely, uh, but probably more more so as a watch along than as a retrospective. So it'd be perfectly applicable for uh, Rants After Dark. Uh, but there's several uh, that might be appealing to do as a retrospective. Uh, Train to Busan, which was just on Joe Bob last uh, night. I'd like I, my my fiance watched it, and she is not a, she doesn't watch Joe Bob, but she got hooked into the story and watched it, and was like in like teared up at the end, like. I fucking love it. Yeah. Have uh, you ever seen The Host? I have. That's a, ter- that's a terrific, that movie. terrific that movie. I think I so. Say. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But uh, Audition would be the, the the next one that comes to mind. That's also, too sexy. I'd have a heart on the whole time. <laughs> but that was on Joe Bob a, a while back as well. But I, mean, I had seen both of those films well, way, prior way, way to prior Joe to that. Martin. But um, when I think about Asian cinema, Ichi the Killer will be another one. Uh, Fuck yes. Yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's, there's possibility out there. So I, I won't say 100% yes, but I'll say it's definitely a possibility. Um, as far as I could tell, our titty tally uh, was one full one set. set of breast uh, kills. Let's just... Um, several, several, <laughs> a, a general, a general term, but let's, uh, let's spark the wheel right now. That's what do we got coming, we'll see man. What we got coming up next. I'm touch I'm my hitting, nipples. I'm hitting right now. I'm rubbing my nipples. Are you, f- 
We okay. It it's funny because it literally landed on the exact same thing. But I had a contingency because you added a, a film to our list uh, where rock, hard rock zombies have been removed. But our next movie will be Human Centipede Three. Three, the greatest one. Oh man, he has a man's testicle served to him. <laughs> It's got the villain of one and two. It's got the the sexiest Roberts brother. Uh, it's just so great. I'm I'm gonna have to track it down. I actually don't own. I it. I own it. Okay, we'll, I'll bring okay, it. Okay, we'll we'll make it work. So wow, Brandon has a whole room, apartment, and life dedicated to physical media, and I actually have it. I I don't own any of those movies, but I will say this up front. It's my favorite of the three. It really is. Like, one is okay, you hear about it, it's a fun premise. Two gets kind of fucked up, but it gets kind of dry. Three is just so balls out insane. Yeah, it's just a fucking... It's lot, but actually, popcorn video, I bought it used there. Oh, wow. Shout out to Physical Media and our brethren at Popcorn Video. Um, let's let's close up shop. This, is, this has been a lot of fun, and I think this has been a fruitful discussion about a really, really terrible... Don't fuck kids. Don't fuck kids. All right. Follow us on social media at Rants Black Lodge. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Music, Google Podcasts, and eventually just about where anywhere that podcasts are available. Stop by our webpage at JuicyKruger.com. And for the love of Cthulhu, buy a t-shirt or a mug from our web store. Buy a t-shirt about my penis. At RantArmy.com. Yes. For Vat Tony, this is Brandon A. Lane signing off from Rants After Dark. Until next time, lovers. Keep it sweet. Keep it sexy.